Buddy, how you doing? Me? I'm doing pretty great because I've been playing Mass Effect 3. In fact, I've been playing Mass Effect 3 so much, I was able to convince the rest of the guys to finally do a podcast about video games. And it helps that we're somehow in a 90s month on the podcast, as it turns out. Just kind of happened that way. We're talking about Super Nintendo games now. I'm your host, Sean Lemmy. Joining me, as always, is John Otney. Hey. Colin Westman. Hey. And Matt Carstens. This is the worst intro every week. <laughs> this, this round table. We gotta find a way better to do this. We didn't, like, think of cool intros beforehand. Yeah. But you get what you get. Yeah. You know, you never... I never think about it until it happens. It's like, hey... Oh, whoops, I should have said something clever. <laughs> this is what happens when you're just like, all right, let's start recording the podcast. Oh, don't blame me. <laughs> I don't prepare for this. Um, so Super Nintendo games, the 90s were a really fun time to be playing video games. Why are you raising your hand, Colin? I just try to get Daisy's attention without having to say something, but you said it for me. <laughs> Can you turn it up a little bit, sure. maybe? We're taking you guys behind the uh, the curtain. Yeah, I didn't want that. I want to keep the, the curtain up. Sure. So the 90s were a, a wonderful time in video games because it was right after Nintendo exploded and games came back from the, the big industry crash, and it was right before things got all weird and people were all, oh, video games are blah, 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 blah. big geeky nerd slurp conversations this is a wonderful t- a lot of people out there would say Super Nintendo greatest video game cons of all time like Colin yeah <laughs> if no. you asked me what system I would like to play games on I would probably say Super Nintendo really I would thought you would say Game a, Boy Color I have such a simple mind Game Boy Color well <laughs> some good times with that bad boy um and because this is a uh, this is something in our past, in our youth, in our childhood. There are a lot of classic Super Nintendo games that we're just not going to be talking about. I'm talking Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy III, Secret of Mana, games that I did not have as a boy and could not play. And you guys also could not play because you didn't have them. Especially because the only other one of us who had a Super Nintendo is Matt over here. That's me. That's weird. John, you didn't have a Super Nintendo? I had a Sega Genesis. It was, I don't know why. It's like, here, we got you a Sega Genesis. Genesis you, does you what Nintendo. No I was always all about Genesis. As a little, just because I, I love Sonic. I read Sonic comic books. I was all about Sonic. <laughs> Sonic 2. I just all about, great Sega game. All about the way his legs go through. So if, you're, if you were picking a side in the console war, you would have gone with Genesis. I had a Super Nintendo. I don't, know, I don't remember that, like... I felt like I was like five and I just got one and I remember playing Super Mario World 
and not being able to select the level. <laughs> I kept going into Yoshi's house and over and over and over again. And uh, another game I didn't get to play was uh, Castlevania Four. You played that, right, John? Yeah, thanks to emulators and the power of the internet, I can play whatever I want. So yeah, I've played Castlevania Four, and it's a pretty great horror game and a great addition to the Castlevania series. Um, I think what I like about Castlevania Four is that it's not as challenging as the other ones. I mean, I don't, I don't I've never, I never really played the other ones that in depth, but I feel like I could never get that far. And this one, I can just kind of, I could just kind of go through it and have a good time. The challenge was fair, not annoying. And then, you know, you go through creepy castles and you fight vampires and all that good stuff. The graphics are really good. When I uh, when I played Castlevania One, I hated the whip. It was it seemed like such a weak and pathetic weapon. But when I, I've only seen video of Castlevania Four, it looks like you can just dominate everything with that whip. You can basically use the whip in any direction that you can think of, and that's really cool. I think that's one of the best things about it because I feel like that's a feature that wasn't in most of the Castlevanias. Even the one after that, like they got rid of it again. It's like, hey, we improved it. Um, let's make it worse now because we're. I don't know, lazy. I don't think a lot of people would make that argument. I, I know. Like people say that the the Castlevania Four and then uh, what is it? Symphony of the Night is the next one. The PlayStation one. I think it's. Uh, no, they made one more for the Super Nintendo. I think it was oh. Dracula X. Oh yeah, yeah. Rondo of Blood, and it didn't have the same kind of features. Yeah. So, totally lame, totally disappointing. But this one's good. I think it helps if you're into the genre. That's, And I definitely am, you know, Frankenstein and Dracula and all that stuff. But seeing that I'm the only person that's played it. And seeing that we have some really heavy hitters on this list, it's it's not going to make it, but it's, it's a great game. Yeah, and there's a couple more, uh, like Earthbound. I, I never played. You played that. Oh, Earthbound. I got into Earthbound just just last year, actually. And that's a really interesting game. So just for a little backstory, if you don't if you know don't know what the game's about, so you play as this little boy named Ness, or if you're playing My Saved File, you're playing as a little boy named Bitch, <laughs> who finds a meteorite nearby in his town, and then this like alien bee named Buzz Buzz comes out. <laughs> and he's like, dude, there's this alien in the future who like is just totally pwning everybody. So if you get all these powers now, you can defeat him in the present. So then Ness kind of goes around on this journey getting psychic powers and fighting aliens. But I think what's most appealing for me about Earthbound is I don't really like RPGs usually, but I think I like this one because it's like set in modern day and you're not really fighting like monsters with magic and stuff. You're fighting stuff like hippies and like gang members and you're fighting with yo-yos and baseball bats and i just find that really appealing that they decided to like let's just not use magic i mean there's psychic powers and i guess that's like magic but they took it in a totally different direction and i really like that and it's really funny game kind of reminds me of pokemon for some reason which i can't put my finger on like that's when i played it on an emulator that's the first thing i thought of i get just the style of it and you get a bike later yeah. But, yeah, it's just really accessible um, role-playing game. 
and I I was just playing it yesterday, and I'm about you know in the middle of the game, and I'm gonna keep on playing it because I really like it, and it would be on my top ten. Uh, and then there's there's one on here that I played that I don't think anyone else really knows anything about. That's a, a game called Act Razor, which you play as God in this game, which is pretty cool. It's basically uh, like a side-scrolling action game mixed with Sim Sim City. Yeah, Sim City, not Sim Tower. Because uh, as God, a lot of the time you're just trying to uh, appease the people. You're trying to, you know, use tornadoes and lightning bolts and, and what have you to uh, make sure life is easy for the, the peasantry down there. How do tornadoes and lightning bolts make things easy? <laughs> you know, you just blow that shit away. What shit? Monsters. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, mon- it's in monster times. Oh, okay. That part of history is monsters. <laughs> Uh, but what's real cool is is sometimes what the people need you to do is just take some shit on man to man, and so they have these statues, and you shoot yourself into the statue and you bring it to life, and then it's just an action game. You're going sideways, you're hitting shit with a sword, you're jumping on living trees for some reason. Uh, Colin, I, I know you were you found it very difficult, but I thought it was pretty cool. It wasn't sounds cool. I never heard of it. It's it has a great soundtrack too. If anyone is is interested in listening to sounds from games. Uh, that's certainly on the list. You're all very interested. It's uh, <laughs> it's on the the Wii Virtual Console. If you, you guys are interested in checking it out, it's like eight bucks though. So uh, I took it upon myself to just go to a local uh, video game collector store and buy the actual cartridge. Uh, it's a real cool title though. And so do you do you play as God? Oh, I mean, you name yourself, but yeah, you're God. There's an angel who's like, let me. Can help you name you yourself, bitch? You can name yourself bitch. I just I always name myself God. God, is it Christian or something? No, 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 no. no. It's, it's it's not like you know punish these people for eating bacon or you know working on the Sabbath. It's just blow the monsters away or hit them with your sword real hard. So you wear the armor of God. Yeah. I want to play the the punish punish the sinner game. Um, well, we're playing that in real life right now. It's called Prop 8. Um, let's, <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, Aladdin, uh, the Capcom movie adaptation. The only one uh, of the Capcom movie adaptations I've come to list. But that's a real cool game. It's uh, You play as the, uh, the man himself. You... Oh my god, you chose this song? <laughs> it's the only one I could find. <laughs> I'm like, I, I love these <laughs> these cheesy 16-bit <laughs> versions. Like, I found one of, well, you know the opening, well, I guess we'll get there when we get there, but I couldn't find it for Star Wars. You know that's the best title screen. <laughs> but keep going. Um, so... In, in the SNES era, Capcom was doing these amazing movie adaptations that just, you know, took loose settings from movies and, and the characters and made them into sweet side-scrolling action games. And uh, Aladdin was probably my favorite of those just because the platforming is so good. The uh, the combat is pretty neat. You just throw apples, I guess. Oh, those yeah, are apples. And then you jump on the guy's mm. heads and they fly off the screen. Yeah. You don't actually kill them. 
And this is a game that we all really like. Colin, you actually beat this game, didn't you? Yeah. I beat it too. I kind of wanted to try and beat it yesterday when I started playing it again because it's, it's super fun. You just and it's, jump it all over the place. I feel like it's accessible to, like, it's not, it gets challenging, but it's not like Lion King. It's not like, you can't get past the second level like like a lot of the SNES. You gotta coordinate all those monkeys so you can flip around in just the right way. Remember that? Yeah, that, don't even remember. But yeah, like I I I love Aladdin. It's great. I agree. But is it top ten? It's top ten for me. I think so. Yeah. I mean, Not for me, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I love what you're saying about the Capcom adaptations, like. Like that when I was little and I was playing that first marketplace scene, like I felt like I was like jumping off, you know, things, swinging on things, going through the market. Like it, it felt like the movie. It, you know. Yeah, it pays off on on everything. When you see Aladdin, you don't necessarily think, "Man, this would make a good video game." But yeah. everything about that movie that would work in a video game, they put exactly into it. exploited. It. There, there's good jumping. There's magic carpet riding through Lock collapsing caves. caves. Uh, is is there a, a lovey dovey magic carpet ride scene in the game? I don't know if it's like a level, but there's at least that part. I, don't I, I, I beat this game like at least. I feel like there is seven years ago. There's like there's like levels where like genies like you're like playing through genie songs and you're just trying to survive Robin Williams' madness. <laughs> and it's a real cool game. Well, looks like. Like we're keeping it? Yeah, we're not cutting them early, at least. Um, so here's the game that everyone in this group loves a bit too much. It's Donkey Kong Country. Uh, and so I picked the best music for it. So. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so Donkey Kong Country is made by Rare, um, the guys who... I haven't really made that many good games since the SNES era, uh, but they did go on to massive success with uh, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, when it came out, what was so cool about it was it just looked so much better than every other game on the console, you know? The sort of computer graphic style, you know, it, it just looked so much better than what, you know, Mario or whatever else you were playing on the Super Nintendo at the time. And I felt like there's other games that kind of try to, you know, play graphically like that, but then they're slow and buggy and, mm -hmm. like, they're not smooth like Donkey Kong was. Like, I have this Ken Griffey Jr. game, and it's made by Rare, and it's so bad. <laughs> like, it, it's trying to be all, like, 3D, but, like, it's not responsive. Uh, Donkey Kong... I felt like they did that really well. I mean, I don't know any technical terms for any of that stuff, but... Yeah, the only SNES graphical term I know is Mode 7, which is that weird 3D effect they use, like in Star Fox. Yeah. Um, but Donkey Kong, it, it's not even just the looks. The, the soundtrack is amazing. The platforming is really good. Um, the, the Really, the only debate for me was which of the Donkey Kong Country games do I put on this list? Uh, because I think Donkey Kong Country 2 is pretty good as well, but... Uh, the first one that, that that really stuck with me over the years. I never played. I never like seriously attempted two or three. Donkey Kong Country Two does some pretty cool things. It, you know, it's it's a lot darker 
uh, story-wise. I'd say Donkey Kong 2 is a lot more cartoony. I mean, you finish levels and you rock out on your guitar and stuff. That's kind of like why I like the first one a little better. It just sounds kind of stupid, but I feel like it's like more serious in, in tone and like, just, I mean, you're playing as a monkey with no pants and a tie on, but there's something very beautiful about it. And, and there's a lot of really serious, like, music in it. And I kind of like that it's, like, really serious in a way. It gets hella scary. I don't know if it's scary. Oh, yeah. It gets scary where there's those guys that, like, oh. get up when the yeah, light turns the, green. It's super scary. <laughs> that, I guess that's pretty scary. I wouldn't want to be hanging out in those... Those caves, mine shafts. Yeah. Have <laughs> them go. Yes, that's probably on our list. Um, next up is F Zero, the another great case of uh, Mode Seven graphics. I think that's really what I remember about F Zero as well. It just looked real cool. Had a pretty neat soundtrack. It was a, a space age racing game. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, that's where Captain Falcon comes from in those Smash Brothers games. Uh, you know, I was never as close with F-Zero as, uh, as a lot of people are. A lot of people think it's one of the, the great racing games of all time, and, and I don't really feel that way. It's cool. I like the, um, you know, charging up your health and how you can just blow up and die because you're going so fast. That's cool. And, you know, being all futuristic is pretty neat. But I never loved it as much as I felt like I should. I, I love F-Zero. <laughs> because of the fact that I can't think of any other racing game like it. I don't even like racing games, but I always loved F-Zero. Yeah, I never, I never liked racing games either. Because one, the graphics are pretty good. Two, you're in spaceships. And three, you can blow up. Like, I could, was there other games like that? Can, can you yeah. think of any other racing games back then where you could blow up? Um, The one I had, what was it called? Like super crazy FX something. Stunt Race FX? Yeah, Stunt Race FX. Well it was a it was a new feature to me. Was that mode seven? Uh, that was hella like Star Fox. Then yes. <laughs> that game sucked. But that's and, that's when I got the super disadvantage, so that's pretty awesome. And I feel like F Zero had a lot of replay value. I could put it down and pick it up basically whenever yeah, I, I want I wanted. And still do because it's one I have on my emulator and still play a lot. I find the sci-fi aspect really appealing, and yeah, just the gameplay. It's 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 top ten one for me. <laughs> this is gonna be a long podcast. Um, Radius Three is uh, of the uh, of the shooter games of the Super Nintendo era. I think it was my favorite. Um, there are. I, I show. I was showing Colin some of them last night. There was R type. That's like three, my least favorite Axley. out of all of those. You just don't like it because it's hard. It's super hard. <laughs> I can only play it for like twenty seconds before blowing up. You play as Vic Viper, who is the coolest of the pilots just because of his name. And you get to choose. This is a, a game where you choose your power ups and you, you just go at it. You're in space, you're trying not to get your ass blowed up. And it's hard not to get your is ass blowed up. Is it like up. overhead? Like, is uh, it's side-scrolling, kind of like a you know, Defender. Uh, the Greatest 3 is, is an arcade game, and uh, why I put it on this list is because the Super Nintendo adaptation 
Uh, they made a few changes because Gradius Three was so hard in arcades that they actually had to pull it from arcades pretty quickly because people just could not handle the challenge. <laughs> So with the SNES, would they just stop spending money on it? Yeah, they're like, well, like this. I'm not gonna. <laughs> One of the things with Greatest Three, the arcade edition, is when you died, you were done. You, there was no continue. They added that for the Super Nintendo port. How gracious! And they and they really uh, reduced the difficulty. It's still super challenging, as Colin can attest. Uh, I think I only ever made it a couple levels in, but it's it is a real cool game. Do you On, feel like that's? I mean, you don't hear about games that people can't beat these days. You know what I mean? But it seems like every other game back then was unbeatable. Mm -hmm. Is that... Why did that change? Well, because we're not making games for arcades anymore. Is that mostly it? Yeah. The, oh, games were made to eat up your quarters uh, back then. And then nowadays, games are made to but be like, what a about $60 Lion King? product that you can play as much as you want. Yeah. What about, what about Lion Eating up quarters. That is so true. Did you ever see the Simpsons episode where they had Waterworld, the arcade game? <laughs> and it took like 10 quarters, and you take one step, and it's like, insert more coins. <laughs> and that's, in a way, that seems so true. I'm kind of glad that air is over, but I, I do kind of miss it. Just because arcades are so. They're like, like, I think of like in the 50s how people had like malt shops, and now they don't have them. And like arcades, I feel like they're they're gone. It's weird. Pretty much, unless you go to Japan. Unless you go to Japan. It's kind of sad. But yeah, Gradius 3, I don't like ship games, so it's all you. I don't like any ship games. To me, they're all the same. All right, then I'm buffing it. But uh, if you are in in the shooter mood, if you have that mindset, uh, Gradius 3 is the Super Nintendo game I would recommend. Now, next on our list is Kirby Superstar. A game I picked up last year after desperately wanting to play it for so many years. I, I just really, really like Kirby games. Kirby might be my favorite of the Nintendo franchises, besides Mario, obviously. Um, Even Zelda? Yeah, I think I do. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> I... Well, we'll get to Zelda later. Um... Kirby Superstar was uh, the the big SNES game for the franchise. Uh, it was a, a mini game collection uh, way before that was cooled. Uh, you got a few different uh, short campaigns to play through. You know, Kirby has to stop Meta Knight. Kirby has to stop King Deek to D. Uh, and then there's a you know just a racing mini game, a sword fighting mini game, and and just. A lot of the uh, iconic, cool Kirby powers came out of Kirby Superstar. It's just an awesome game. It's real colorful, and there's lots of cool powers. And I like that you can have that two-player feature that we play. We play a lot of it. But my only problem with Kirby Superstar is it's too damn easy. I feel like there's literally no challenge. You just go through the whole game. It's... And well, I feel like there's gotta especially be... when you're playing as player two, and you can just die and blow up, and then I can eat something else and bring you right back. There's no. I guess I suppose it's how you want to play it. it. It's more difficult when you're playing it single player, and I can't imagine it being that much more difficult. It's not much more difficult, <laughs> but when you have a player two who can just go and 
suicide bomb things, basically. It, it's even yeah. easier. Because I used to do the same kind of stuff when me and Paul played Sonic 2, which is like, oh, here's the boss. You fight him. I'll stand over here. Because the player 2 had, like, unlimited lives and stuff. And it's a similar case here. But, yeah, I really I like Kirby. I, I love his powers. And he's got so many of them. I feel like they're just endless. And I think it's a really solid platform game. But I don't know that I'd say it's, like, one of the best I've ever played. Probably not. It's just, it's just pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real good. Probably not on our list, I don't think. It's not as iconic as a lot of the other Super Nintendo games. Like the next one, uh, which I'm not even going to talk about. I'm just going to go straight to Matthew on this one. It's uh, A Link to the Past. To me talking or playing this music? Oh, I'd like to hear you talk about it. You've beaten this, haven't you? Oh, no. I got really, really, really close. I spent about what seems like 50 hours playing this in college and... The last castle is so hard, but it's so awesome. I was I was like doing some, I don't know, quote unquote research for this list, and I I ran across this one guy that, like, he was like top ten most overrated SNES games. This was number one. He's like, you know, just because you have a light world and a dark world, doesn't make the game twice as big. Blah blah blah. And so I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Cause it, it is it's it's so cool to go back to other like places you've been. Oh, what's that going to be like in the dark uh, dark world? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I love that aspect of it. Except I always thought it was a little disappointing that your house is just a lame like bomb shop. I was like, can it be something cooler than that? I mean, that aspect of the game was crazy, and for for me as a kid, that kind of made it overwhelming. I kind of gave up on it uh, once the light world, dark world stuff started getting involved at all really <laughs> I mean it, it definitely I mean once you get a couple castles into the uh, dark world it takes a while I mean it takes some patience I mean I remember the only reason I went back to it in colleges was so I could you know because I knew like I'm freaking like 21 years old I should be able to figure out this castle like I'm not 10 years old anymore you know like my I should be able to figure that out. I mean, that I feel like that's why I quit a lot of games when I was little, just because I got stuck in short attention span, you know? Yeah, and what could you do back then? You had to yeah, buy a player's to, guide or yeah, exactly. call Nintendo up. That's a weird thing to think about. I, hey, did you ever do that? No, of course not. I did it once. <laughs> I didn't understand that it costed money. <laughs> so my mom, I like tried to do it again. My mom was like, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> what game did you call for? It was Yoshi's Island, I think. And what was it like? What did they say? <laughs> Some douchebag with a player's guide. It's like, uh, turn down this tunnel on your right. Wow. I can't, believe, I, I can't believe my mom let me do that. It's so dumb. That's weird, because now you can just go onto the internet, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> think of calling in. Those guys are out of work. It is Seriously. weird, because, like, the, the video game player's guide market has changed, too. Now it's like a fancy collector's item. It's not oh, yeah. It's not as much for actual help getting through the game. It's like, wow, look at this fancy book that I bought. It helps me play video games. Yeah, the only, the only real book I ever had was Pokemon. I mean, you had to have that book. I was like... I don't know why. It wasn't that hard to know what to do in that game. 
You just I, had to have the stickers. You, you, just, so no, no, it was you wanted to see the complete move list, so you knew when to evolve your Pokemon. You know, if, if you had to use a stone on it or whatever. It was, it was that kind of information that's helpful. I I, I used uh, like maps and stuff of of places. Whatever. Moving on. This is off topic. Uh, so when you think about a link to the past, it really. It did a lot for the Zelda franchise. It brought the whole two-world thing into uh, it, which was, you could say, perfected in uh, Ocarina of Time, but I, I think Link to the Past does it pretty well. Uh, it, it Really, it's a huge evolution from The Adventures of Link. Is, is this the third Zelda game? Was there a game? I think there was a third one on NES, was there? Maybe no, there's only on two for NES. There might have been a Game Boy one. I don't know. It might have been a Game Boy one. I know there was a Game Boy one. I can't remember if it came out. But I just, I really like that overhead, but not overhead view. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the NES one, I mean, it's NES, so it kind of looks like shit. But I just really liked how they made it look in the in the SNES one. It's a real cool game. And I'm all about picking up chickens. Tossing them. Yeah. Another mainstay of the Zelda franchise, somehow. <laughs> Uh, another great franchise that was reinvented itself on the Super Nintendo is Mega Man. Mega Man X was probably my favorite game at the time that I was playing Super Nintendo. I don't know if it's still, now that we're coming back to Super Nintendo, if it's still my favorite. What the hell is this song? Maybe it's not Mega Man. <laughs> it says Mega Man X. Huh? <laughs> you gotta... You gotta wing it with me here on some of these games I've never played oh but Mega Man X is so cool you should play Mega Man X it's I've tried it I it's one of those games I get like well I don't know I had a Mega Man game for Game Boy and I took it to, I think I got it in China and I played it the whole time with only beating like the first two levels are all Mega Man games like that where you you like there's a first level and then you have like no options? All the, all, all the other Mega Man games up to that point started with a boss select screen. Oh, yeah. Mega Man X was the first one to have that really cool intro stage, which which sets up the story. Is that with like the cars and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It helps them. you learn how to wall jump and yeah. charge your shot and what boss fights will be like and gives you a little tease uh, at the very end about how powerful you'll get to be by showing you how much weaker you are than. Uh, Vile and Zero. It's, it's a real cool game. It took, you know, Mega Man before that was you jump and you shoot. And yeah. they took that and they said, well, what if you could dash? And what if you could wall jump? And what yeah. if you could change your powers, you know, on the fly? The shoulder buttons, which is awesome, instead of having to open up the menu. Uh, I like... I like that one movie does where he kind of taps against the walls to get up higher and higher. Yeah, I don't the know wall what that's jump. called. This yeah, jump. was that the first one to have it? Yeah, and that's a that's just so much fun to do. Yeah, and, and that lets you have uh, levels that are vertical instead of. I mean, I think one of the Mega Man's had falling level, but I don't think there was ever a just climbing up a, a level. Yeah, was that, the, is, was that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say this is probably my favorite Mega Man X game, just for the fact that I feel like I actually get kind of far in this one. Like, some of the other ones I've played, I'm just so terrible. Because all Mega Man games are pretty hard. But this one, I don't know. There's just... Maybe because I've just played it so many times. Because, yeah, me and Sean, I feel like we used to play it all the time. Like, 
in elementary school. I've played it so many times that I like know like you play this level and then this level freezes, so you yeah, that one. yeah. That's that's another amazing thing about this is you beat a boss, uh, and it will, well, not always, but you sometimes it will like drastically alter a different level. Yeah, and that's what I I guess the last time I tried to play it was like a couple of years ago on an emulator, and I just I didn't have the patience to like play levels more than once. You know? mm-hmm. It can be frustrating. I think all Mega Man games are frustrating to some extent. They're definitely challenging, but you start to figure them out after a while. And this one's worth figuring out. It's really cool. Speaking of blah, 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 it's Star Fox, the next game on our list. Uh, yeah, that was the way they talked back then. Or in that future where animals are <laughs> starship pilots. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> You'll be dead. You'll be eradicated. Whoa, problem. So, uh, when I was just a boy, uh, I got a copy of Star Fox. I was like, this is okay, this looks real cool. But I'm going to sell this and buy some different games at a game store. And I regretted that for many, many years. I, I kind of fetishize Star Fox in my mind. It's like, my God, how could I deny myself this? How, why is it I don't have Star Fox anymore? And so years later, I went back and bought it. I'm going to play with you guys. And you're like, yeah, it's all right. And I was like, yeah, this is all right. Pretty cool game, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really touching story. <laughs> well, uh, personally, as much as I like playing as, as Fox in Super Smash Brothers. I do not like Star Fox, the game, like, at all. Like, I've never thought that it looked good. Everyone's like, oh, graphics are really cool. I mean, they definitely don't hold up. Maybe they were cool back then, but they're just a bunch of polygons. But I never thought they were cool because I always thought they looked confusing. Like, I could never tell what I was doing. It just looked this big uh, jumble of shapes. It probably also plays in the fact that, like I said earlier, I don't like ship games, and that doesn't seem it doesn't seem to matter what perspective it's from. I just don't care to be flying in ships so I don't know I'm sorry about. to say that because I know a lot of people really like Star Fox but yeah, I never, I've, I've never been a fan I was, it was always like a little fun but I never like played past the first level or, you know it didn't hold my interest but it's so cool how you beat the first level and then you get to choose your path through the uh, solar system or whatever yeah. it's called you know I'm going to go to the asteroid field and die or I'm going to go to the planet <laughs> and not die uh, and, and then there's the cool boss fights. I remember there's the one where you're like flying around a circular room and you have to dodge things. They did some some real neat visual things to uh, spice up the the, the the gameplay, which otherwise would be a bit derivative. You know, just flying around the screen shooting things. It wasn't even then wasn't that novel, but it was still a pretty cool game. I guess I understand it, don't, it doesn't have to make our list, but. Uh, Happy to give it a shout out, which it probably doesn't deserve. Who doesn't know about Star Fox? I th- yeah, I think my favorite thing about Star Fox is the puppets that were on the case of the game. <laughs> I wonder if like someone has like those, like if someone like made that and like you can get like. I love that that internet video about the fantastic Mr. Star Fox. Uh, yeah, that's great. So check that out if you haven't already. Uh, so another huge, huge franchise started on Super Nintendo. It's uh, Super Mario Kart, which it's, it's weird that it's called Super Mario Kart because you're like, wait, 
was there a Mario Kart on the NES? Why did, why is it called that? But no, just during Super Nintendo times, it was easy to call a game Super whatever, especially if it was Super Mario. And uh, wait, was it was it Mario Super Mario Brothers on NES? Yeah. So it wasn't just. Well, uh, I imagine Mario. it's called Super Nintendo because of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Just saying. I, that is unconfirmed rumor. Uh, <laughs> this is a Super Mario Kart. Uh, uh, so I just did a project on, on video games. And even in 2011, the uh, Mario Kart Wii, which came out in 2008, is still in the top 10 best selling games of the year. This. This is a series people really love. Uh, I can't believe it's just children. I think a, I think a lot of people get a lot of satisfaction out of picking their favorite of the Mario cast and driving around the loops, shooting shells at each other. I, I was surprised, actually, when we played it yesterday. I had a lot of fun. I thought it wouldn't, like, hold up because I figured the further installments might, like, ruin it or something. But no, it's still, it's still pretty fun. Yeah, they're still putting stages from this game in the new Mario Karts. They usually have some retro stages, and there's usually a few from Super Nintendo. It just has that lasting appeal. And it, and it started this horrible trend of Nintendo making sports games with their <laughs> characters. Mario Olympics! Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics. It was a horrible game. <laughs> um... Mario Tennis was good, I guess. Mario Kart's pretty fun, guys. Um, yeah. I don't know if I like it enough to put on the list, though. I love the weapons. That yeah, that, that's game. the best part, because I don't like racing games, like, ever. But when there's a way to, like, attack people while I'm racing. Fight dirty. Yeah, fight dirty. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's great. That, I mean, that's my favorite. I You know, isn't there, like, a battle mode? Yeah. Yeah, that like I like that even more, but no one else ever did. So no one ever else never played it. Yeah. What's but. cool about Super Mario Kart is in the later iterations they limited it. So if you were uh, in the last few places, you would get the more powerful items, and if oh, you're yeah. in first, you just get like banana peels. Yeah. But I, when we were playing yesterday, I was getting like red shells in first place. Shells. As soon as anyone passed me, I just blow them up. <clears throat> It's pretty cool. But, yeah, I don't know if I like it that much. List-worthy. It might not be, as Yoda says. On your rise to the fence? I can see you're thinking about it. No. No? I was just going to say, I, I just keep thinking about the original top ten you made of Super Nintendo games like four years ago on the blog. And I know Super Mario Kart was on it. So was Star Fox. <laughs> yeah, but I'm apparently the only one of us who likes Star Fox that much. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Back then, I was speaking for everybody. And by that, I mean just stating my own opinions. Um, all right, I guess I'll leave it for now. If that, uh, I think you should. I'm, I'm gonna cut it later though. Um, <laughs> Super Mario RPG, uh, I think I'm the only one of us who has any experience with this. John, you might have played it a little. I've a little, but I've certainly watched you play a lot, which I didn't mind because it was a pretty cool game. But I used to watch you play this game a lot. This was it? I think so. Huh? It's, been a, it's been a long time since I played this. This was, this was um, I think it was by Square. 
or at least in collaboration with. So it's kind of like uh, Kingdom Hearts way before Kingdom Hearts happened. Was this like right before N64 came out? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember this was like, I was like, wait, is that N64? Because it, it would like look so cool. It looked cool. It had that sort of, sort of pseudo 3D look to it. Um, but they took, you know, a turn-based RPG game and they threw a Mario story into it with sorts of weird characters that were never allowed to appear in any other Mario media for some reason. And like there's the wizard guy and there's a weird blob guy. And yeah, Bowser I... Bowser joins your party. It is badass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I never played it just because I'm really I'm not into turn-based games. Well, see, but they mixed up a little bit. They they added a timing thing to it to make it more mm. exciting. So like, you know, Mario's move are like jump on a guy or kick a shell at a guy, but. Mm. If you hit the buttons at the right time, you did way more damage. That's cool. And uh, they had some platforming in the, in the world. It wasn't just a straight move around the map RPG type deal. In fact, I, the longest time I was stuck at that game was towards the end. There's a platforming puzzle you have to get through, and I just kept kicking my ass. Do I feel like a lot of people are like like hardcore RPGers are like fuck that game. It's not RPG. Is that true? I don't think so. There's I feel a, like AJ says it. Well, yeah. I feel like some RPG fans are, can be pretty big. Like, Full Fantasy 3 or nothing, you know? Full Fantasy <laughs> Well, um, I assume my RPG was pretty popular. There's a lot of demand for a sequel to this game. And they never really got it. They got uh, the, the Paper Mario series, which is. What is that? Sort of similar. I have no idea what that is. They're Mario RPG games, but they're different. Mario is flat, for one thing, he's made of paper. Are they turn-based? Yeah. Well, the only one I really played a lot, I didn't play the N64 one. The one I played was for the uh, the Wii. I think it was just called Super Paper Mario. And that was that was really weird. It was like a... It was more of a hybrid between a platformer and an RPG than Super Mario RPG was. Mario RPG was... When you get down to it, an RPG. Yeah. That game's hmm. hard to classify. But I really liked it. I've always regretted that I didn't really play it that much because I'm pretty sure that I'd like it, but I really haven't played it. Well, how do you think it would compare to Earthbound? They're pretty different, actually. Um, I don't know. I think if I'd played it more, I mean, I've, I have played it. It'd have a good chance of making the list, I think. All right, well, I'll leave it in the middle for now. Uh, the next one, as we keep trudging through the Super Mario World, is Super Mario World. Maybe the best Mario game? Maybe? Maybe. I'd say it is. I love it so much. Like, you love it enough to see the ending? Huh? To see the ending? What do you mean? To beat it? I've beaten it. You've beaten it? He hasn't beaten 3. Oh. Which is probably why he likes Super Mario World way better than 3. Because that's that's the kind of the argument, I think. Well, Which like, is better, 3 or yeah. Super Mario World. I mean, I love 3, great. too. Like, 3 is... Like, I love it. I just can't beat the last world, like, at all. I've gotten really far, but there's, like, a point where there's, like, two levels I cannot beat. And once I... I've beaten them a couple times, but then I have, like, negative five lives, and they just kick me out of the game. Because I haven't, you know... Get out of here! Like, get out of here. 
in my mind, it's like, which do you think is cooler, Karibo's shoe and Tanuki suit? You only or, get the shoe for like one level. Or, though, you know? It's so Yoshi, weird how fun cake. that level is. Yeah, though. I know. You're it's just like in a shoe, yeah. but it's like the funnest thing <laughs> ever. Hopping around. I don't know why. <laughs> but but you do get a lot of cool. Look at Mario yeah. World. The cape. Yeah. Yoshi. Ghost houses. Once I master. There are other things in three, like the frog. Uh, yeah, I think there's another one too. There's there's the more game. powers than you think there are. Yeah, and and they're really like rare ones. Yeah. <laughs> like the frog's cool, but then you accidentally put on the frog suit and you're not in a water level and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have a question for three. What's the difference between a regular tail and the one where you're in the whole suit? You can turn into a yeah a stone statue guy. That can't be hurt by anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I wish I knew that. <laughs> maybe you could have beaten the game with that knowledge. Or maybe you would have jumped off a cliff and then fallen to your death. <laughs> but it's also... I, once I... Back to Mario World. Once I learned how to fly, like, efficiently... Because that was tricky. Like, as a little kid, I couldn't... I'd just go... Right into the ground. But once I learned to fly... Flying is way better in that game. Yeah, that's that game had. Hmm. Checkpoints. Seriously. <laughs> Bing. Do you you don't you don't get bigger though, do you? I don't think so. What happens when you get a mushroom? If you don't get bigger. No no no, I mean you don't get bigger if you pass through the checkpoint. No, I don't think so. You know what else that game had? The spinny move. Remember when you get the fire flower and you do the spinny move? Just fire in every direction. <laughs> I hated the fire fire flower in that game. Like, I always get the cape. Of course, because you can just fly over everything. It's awesome. Yeah, so Super Mario World is pretty good. And there's also its sequel, uh, Yoshi's Island. Which is also awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. No, I mean, I'd say it's definitely a tier below, uh, you know, Mario World. But it's definitely pretty cool. My beef with Yoshi's Island is so much of that game is listening to Baby Mario cry. Oh. And that's just the worst. I Like, we're genetically programmed to hate the sound of children crying. That's part of our evolutionary imperative. And to put that song as, as one of the main sounds you're going to hear in a game seems like a pretty flawed design choice. Yeah, but it's also, to me, it was like, it's so much incentive not to get hurt and not to... And once it, once you get hurt, you gotta get it back right away, or else you're like, God, I gotta hear that fucking baby. You know, it's like, oh, okay. And it's just a nice way to mix things up. I don't think anyone's anyone was expecting a Mario sequel to be like that. Yeah, like it's, it's a pretty big twist. But I'll admit that it is annoying because I always hate those games where there's oh here's the level where you have to protect this one person, and that's like what this whole game is. Yeah. I mean, it's done in a really cool way, but it is annoying from time to time. But I also like games where you get, um, like, I like, maybe the way they did it is flawed, but I like games where you can get hurt, but then you can get back, like, you have time to recover, you know what I mean? Like Sonic, if you lose your rings, but then you can still grab your rings again and still keep playing, you know what I mean? You're not, you, you don't get hurt and then you're dead. Yeah. So, but, but the way they did it is kind of annoying. But it's definitely top ten for me. I love shoot, shooting eggs and doing the... Pu- and they have the different... Um, turn into a helicopter, turn into a mine. Uh, I love the helicopter. Yeah. 
It just looks hilarious. It's hell pressure, though. You gotta do it in time. You gotta get to where you need to go. It's too much pressure. I think you're a bit loud. No, on the mic, I think yeah. you are. Okay. Uh, as we keep going through our super games, <laughs> uh, uh, alphabetical list, it's Super Metroid is, is the next one on here. and uh, I'm going to say I spent a lot of money getting Super Metroid finally. It cost me like 25 bucks Ooh. last year. <laughs> so I just needed to know what it was like playing this game, and it turns out it's pretty awesome. Uh, I... The first time I played Metroid 1 was through Metroid Prime. It, it like, unlocked <laughs> if you had played Metroid Fusion on Game Boy and then and plugged that in. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. But it's it's different. And it's different because Metroid Prime had Super Metroid to work from as a template. Uh, this was the game. They kind of, along with Castlevania 4, made the, what, what modern uh, Metroidvania games like as they're called uh, it was it was the one with the, this big map and you gotta go through it and backtrack all the time figure out exactly where everything is uh, I, I watched Colin get a little taste of that last night where he's went all the way down this path and was like oh look here's a upgrade now I've got to go all the way back through everything I just did to that one spot where that thing I couldn't get through before I can now get through do you like that it's it's so cool because it's it's such an adventure. Then you know it's you feel like you're actually exploring something. Unlike you know Aladdin, where you're like, all right, I'm just gonna go from the left to the right. Yeah. With Super Metroid, you know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna figure out how to get around this planet. And you're constantly getting more and more powerful too. That's the other thing. It's not you're not being punished by backtracking. You're mm-hmm. you're gaining access to things you couldn't get to before, which is. You know, there's always a sense of progress, even if it's backwards progress. Yeah. Never played it. Sounds oh, it's fun. it's it's pretty good. I've always really loved the tone. It's really it is really it's a really freaky game. It always kind of reminds me of Aliens. Uh, that's what it's going for. Really? Yeah. So I, a lot of people probably get that kind of. That's why the uh, the thing is called uh, Ridley or Ridley. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that Ridley, so it's similar. A little homage there. That's cool. And yeah, it's funny that you bring up Castlevania because, of course, a lot of people called it like Metroidvania, and the way the levels were built. Just, I don't even know how to explain that. How would you explain that kind of uh, style? Metroidvania style. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that kind of gameplay called? I, I don't know. I was hoping you could you can help me out here Sean. people call those metroidvania games for that reason that they're they're the ones that are like this nothing else does that yeah but for, for someone that maybe has never doesn't know what castlevania is well like you that have style you have this you know, you know in a castlevania game it was just usually a castle but it, here it's it's basically just an alien planet and uh, there's all these different areas to it and there's an icy part there's a scary part the lava part, and you walk around and uh, start mapping it out, and uh, you, you know you'll you'll run into obstacles that you just can't overcome, and and so you just you're exploring in every direction uh, on the map, uh, north, south, east, and west, and you just 
trying to you know get get by get through kill all the space pirates hopefully it's cool it's cutting edge i just never understood why nobody had it like it's it's such a great <laughs> game but i feel like nobody like back then because Donkey Kong country it. had just come out and everyone blew their wad on Donkey Kong country <laughs> i get it <laughs> their wad <Yeah>. of cash <laughs> This is tough because we keep adding stuff. I'd like to add this one. I haven't really played it as much as I probably should have. But it's it's really good. The last super game on our alphabetical list is Super Star Wars. I went Return of the Jedi. I figured of the three, that's probably my favorite. Um, starts off, you get to choose which character you want to play as. Luke with a lightsaber. So hard. Leia as the uh, bounty hunter character that she plays. Chewbacca, sweet spin move. <laughs> you get to fight Jabba the Hutt. You do get to fight Jabba the boss. You get to fight the little thing that comes out of the Jabba's palace. The little eyeball. Except it's, so it's huge. 12 feet wide <laughs> and it shoots laser dang. I mean, that's one of the things I always thought was so funny about those games is it's... it's like, it follows kind of the movie plot, but then there's all these things that, like, are not in the movie at all. Like, I never I never knew if that was cute or if it was annoying, but... Well, why I put Return of the Jedi on the list is you go to the Super Star Wars 1, and you play as Luke, and you got the, the lame blaster, and then it's so hard getting through that first sand crawler. It's, that game is a pain in the ass. And then uh, you get Empire Strikes Back, where you, again you start as Luke, and you're riding your tauntaun, and you do have a lightsaber, which makes it kind of cool. And it's also cool that you can jump off your tauntaun. It's kind of like Yoshi a little. I'm bit. I'm all about that you can switch back and forth between your lightsaber and your. Yeah, because he's not he's not full on Jedi yet. Yeah, I always thought it was really cool. But that, that Empire Strikes Back is so hard. I, I only remember getting off of Hoth with by looking up codes on the internet and skipping Hoth. Praying them out and giving them to me and telling me they were really expensive. Are cost money to print, man. Uh, but Return of the Jedi, they reduced the difficulty a bit. They, you know, Luke. I was still not. Luke's got his lightsaber and force powers yeah. now, which is so cool. You can, you know, fly around with the lightsaber when you want, and you know, play as Leia if you want, play as Chewie if you want. Wicked. Did you play as Wicked? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you do. Fight Darth Vader. As wicked. <laughs> That'd be a sight to see. I always like this game. My only problem with it is I hate the boss battles. They're just I yeah, don't I, at all. Their, their health bars are just huge and it just takes so long. I think you nailed it on the head for me. Like I never knew why I quite didn't like it, and that's it. That is it. Like it's fun, but whenever I get to the boss, I die immediately, and then I put in a code to get into the next level. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. But Mr. Cullen over here managed beat to the game. beat the game. Yeah. I'm really impressed by that. Because I feel like there definitely is some pretty challenging parts there. I, I feel like I spent at least like <laughs> like three or four hours just beating the Emperor. <laughs> like I just had to keep putting in codes over and over again. Just like I gotta do it. Because <laughs> he's the last boss. Well, shooting lightning at you. Is the... Is the is the um, Millennium Falcon level after that? Uh, 
Maybe. Where you're where you're flying out yeah. of the Death Star? I think it is, but that's the last boss. Yeah, I can't tell you any any real details about mm-hmm. this game. If you didn't want like one night at your house, so long ago. <laughs> I like the the vehicle segments in Return of the Jedi more than the other ones. Oh yeah, yeah like even even the very first level is pretty fun. You know, you're like going to Jabba's palace and that little speeder. Yeah, and that that's so much more fun to. Be like jump in the gaps and yeah. and I think you shoot something. Maybe it's no, just rocks. You don't, you don't shoot. You just ram into rocks. Uh, but that that was so much more fun than the first vehicle level in Super Star Wars, where you're just blowing up weird Jawa <laughs> flying seats. Yeah. Uh, Empire Strikes Back had some cool ones too. Moving on. By the way, I'm cutting that. I'm fine with that. Uh, what was what I claimed was my favorite video game of all time long ago, and I would not make that claim now. Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles five, four? Get ready for this. Turtles in time. It's four. Four, right? Yeah. Go on. Uh, another arcade adaptation, uh, but with some sweet additions. Uh, those very Mode 7 heavy stages. Oh, God. The best. I mean, that's why I was so disappointed in, in that new version that came out. It didn't have those stages. Yeah, like, I don't know what those were my absolute favorite. Those are so cool. Did it have the sewer level? Yeah, because that's a side scrolling level. Okay. But it didn't have the... The most set ones are where they're like going kind of forward sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is... This is the fourth of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade games. Um, they were all pretty similar. Just classic side-scrolling beat-em-up games. But uh, Turtles in Time, that's where they just got it all perfectly right. It's, uh... Yeah, I'm gonna say it. it's the best of the of those games of oh, yeah. of the side-scrolling brawler beat 'em up games. Were you able to throw uh, footmen at the screen in the arcade version? I think so. Did they have that shredder in the Technodrome battle? Uh, I that think was, so. I thought that was the coolest boss level because like you had to throw them at the screen and like. <sighs> It was just like I never played anything like that where the boss was like at a different depth than you. You know what I mean? You basically were seeing things from the boss's point of yeah. view. Yeah, that's it's cool. To think about it now. Uh, and, and so after, yeah, it, it starts out like in all the other Ninja Turtle games. You're going through, you know, the sewers and the city streets, beating up villains. And you get to the Technodrome, and you fight Shredder, and Shredder says, nope, I'm sending you guys through time. And so you go to Dinosaur Times, you go to Pirate Times, you go to the future, cowboy train rides. It's, it's got every period of time you would want to beat up random people in. And it does it so well. I mean, you'd say other oh, beat-em-ups are cooler for some dumb reason, but they're not. Even in Turtles 4. Doesn't time. I th- I, th- I think I think there's enough variety in it to make it better than most of the other beat 'em ups. Like Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, it's just kind of the same thing 
again and again. And this one's got little, like we're talking about, so like throwing the guy into the screen and just little things. And the graphics are better, you know, that make it stand out from other beat-em-ups. So, yeah, definitely one of the best. Yeah. Just like just the levels, the whole concept of going back in time, and you go through the different, you know, and you're excited to see what what time period's next, you know. That, that's what I liked about it. Yeah, and it never seemed to get old back then, at least. I I beat it with my dad, with my with my dad using the super disadvantage. Were you bummed out when you get to the ending and Trevor just says, "Yeah, you did all right. Why don't you try yeah. beating it on oh, a harder difficulty?" God, that's fucked up. <laughs> Just like, yeah, fuck you. What happens when you beat it on hard difficulty? No, no one knows. <laughs> He's probably just like, oh, all right, good enough. Why are you wasting your time, <laughs> nerd? Sure, it's harsh. Um, okay, Unirasis. That was the part we've all been waiting for. Unirasis. John defends Unirasis. I thought you were gonna say this is the one that you claimed to be the best video game of all time. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Come at me, bro. What's the wrong? Doesn't matter. How can you go wrong with this? Yeah, it's got a badass soundtrack. Okay. Sometime. How come they didn't have people on the Uniracers? Why is it just these these random non-piloted unicycles running through these tracks? It's bad. The futuristic society when only How is that bad? unicycles survive. <laughs> Is this in the same uh, canon as, like, the Star Fox uh, puppets? Are they? Is this, like, another planet? There's, like, a planet of puppets and a planet of unicycles. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Does that have anything to do with anthropomorphic animals? I'm just saying there's a planet full of unicycles that... All right, sure, why not? ...aren't doing nothing but racing each other. (laughs) It's like cars. <laughs> Uniracer. Uniracer is so cool. I don't know if Uniracers could take over a planet. I like to think that they always inhabited the planet. But anyways. Like Transformers. Sure. All right, keep Doesn't going. make any sense. Let's move this I been. don't think this is going to but make who sense. Who built the Uniracers? They evolved. Who built that? John, that's a chicken and the egg question. That's a chicken and the egg. Okay. <laughs> well, my only... Well, my main big problem with Uniracers, I, I find it so conceptually boring. <laughs> a unicycle with no one. Imagine we playing as a bowling ball that like goes down some stairs. Like it's fun and everything. It's just like so unappealing. You just press right. Uh, 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 oh, and, uh, then, uh. and then, and then it, the track changes and you press left. Right. Let's not forget the parts we have to do tricks. Uh. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just fun to play a game that doesn't take itself seriously. <laughs> you know, when you play this game, you just get the feeling that they're like, hey, you spent money on this. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to get exactly what you thought you were getting. <laughs> we're going to throw in some rock and soundtrack. We're going to make you do sweet flips. Oh, you're going to have dumbass names for all the characters, which are just unicycles. Characters are unicycles. Recently, that they were sued by Pixar for uh, for copying a, a unicycle design from one of their short films called Red's Dream. How did that turn out? 
Uh, let's see, how did that turn out? Uh, they wouldn't make any more. <laughs> I'm sure that was a problem. I don't know, they changed the design, maybe? Was there more than one game? No. No. Okay, There well. could be only one. This was the entirety of the Uniracer franchise. And this is the entirety of our Uniracer conversation? Supposedly this controversy was the reason it wasn't a more successful game. Because people say that this should have been, like, huge. I don't know why. I guess it must be good. I mean, I've like played Sean. it for a long time. It's fun, but it's not that fun. I just like it on this list for the, the conversation, really. I, I'm just now thinking if my copy of Uniracers is like a collector's item because of that <laughs> lawsuit. Yeah, look that up. 300,000 production run? That doesn't sound like very many. Oh, yeah, I got that shit in a box. You could probably sell that. You should You should take it to... Uh, I would never part with my copy of the Uniracers. I know, but just take it to Amazing Heroes and be like... Look at this. Get an estimate on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that guy's like, I'm not even going to touch that. It's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> He'd like close the store and take it back with him. You get to come in on a Saturday. I think it's Sundays now. Not that anybody cares about what we're talking about. We're talking about some stupid nerd video store. Game. <laughs> nerd store. Hey. hey, they got a, a Nabu Star Cruiser. I mean, yeah. That makes it cool. It was like Toy of the Year in 1999. Never forget. This is fun inside jokes we're all doing. Yes. Um, zombies ate my neighbors, and I didn't get eaten myself. I, I fought them off. I survived. I remember playing... I never bought this game. I played it with my buddy Jake at his house, because he had a copy. And I was like, all right. This is just one of those... It's, it's cool. It's a, it's, a, it's a cooperative game. I, I can't imagine it... It was that fun single player. I've never played it that way. Uh, Worked together and killed bad guys who are zombies. Zombies. Before zombies were cool. This game came out. Maybe it's my zombie bias, but I, I never really had much fun playing this game. You know, it's also on Sega. Is it different? Mm, not that I've noticed. I just wonder if that's going to weigh into the fact that this is the top Super, NA, Super NES games and this is one that's also a Sega Genesis game. Buffalist. Sean already bummed it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good game. I, I love the co-op, and it's funny and neat weapons. Check it out. Yeah, we're done with that. So, time to start cutting some shit off, guys. Act Razor. Yeah. I've never played it, so I can't... You know, I, I played know. a little bit, and I didn't have that much fun. It's but I scared. feel like I didn't really <laughs> explore it that thoroughly. I'm sure it's all right. So we got to cut two more? Uh, I'd cut Mario Kart. Me too. I wouldn't. I'd cut Mario RPG. Yeah. Or Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. I'd cut RPG. If, mm. if Colin wants to keep Mario Kart. I'm going to fight you guys on games you didn't even play. I played Mario RPG. Really? Yeah, there was like one day I played it for like a few hours at your house. Yeah. You know, when I was like <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> I have fond memories of playing Mario RPG the first time I had a TV in my bedroom. That was so cool. So yeah, do we want to have Yoshi's Island and Mario World? 
both on the list? Um, or like how about you Ten. Or you could put them at like a joint mm, number yeah. on the list. I feel like which we haven't done. Mario yet. World is too good, like too like legendary to. I mean, I just feel like Yoshi's Island is a great game, but it's not Mario Two or Mario World. You know what I mean? But I still love it. I'd still put it in my top ten. That's I mean, I, I'd, I'd get rid of... F-Zero is still on the list. Yeah, yeah, I'd maybe get rid of F-Zero. Yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a big racing guy. John, you're the one who said you love it. How many are we at? Eleven. You, you can cut F-Zero. All right. I guess we could say that's our number eleven. Well, no, it's our number twelve, but Even Racers is eleven. <laughs> uh, time to put this all in order, and... I think That's you true. can you can start probably with Earthbound just because no one's played it. Yeah, but it's good. I you, you know one to one to play definitely. Um, Personally, I I go with Aladdin next. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I think I would put Yoshi's Island next. Uh, yeah, I actually agree with that. Yeah, I, I too. I, mm, well, I just feel like Yoshi's Island is is. There's a lot more yeah, actually, things that make it so different. You yeah. Know? Aladdin's, like, I like, feel like it's, it's more basic, but it's still really good uh, a platform game. Yeah, the more I think about it, I agree. Aladdin is, it's really fun, but I think it's it's so fun just because they made the, it so much like the movie, but as a video game, it's not quite, like, as good as Yoshi's Island. Does that make sense? Yeah. I can't think of any other game that's really like Yoshi's Island. It's yeah. just so it really stands out. Yeah, we didn't mention the graphics in that game were really unique too. Yeah. I like how I it's like watercolory. Like a book. Yeah. It sort of looks like crayons. Yeah. Crayons. See, we can't even pin down yeah. what it looks like. That's how unique it is. Can you explain to me why Yoshi's Island is so beloved and people are not about Yoshi's story? Because it's like five seconds long. Right from what I hear, it's Wait, her yeah, babies. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's totally different. It, well, it's like the same kind of game, but it, like, there's a guy on YouTube that beats it in like 15 minutes. Well, I always, <laughs> I feel like in about a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, has, it has absolutely no replay value. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit, but you're just like, I'm just gonna beat it in another 30 minutes. What's the point? <laughs> I think mean, it's gonna be different this time. The game has no challenge. Does that answer your question, Sean? Oh, very, very thoroughly. Because it's like basically the same game, isn't it? Like, with, well, it doesn't have Baby Mario. Yeah. But yeah, you can throw eggs and you're Yoshi. So I guess it is pretty similar. But they just, they didn't really seem to try much with <laughs> the challenge. So I'd put Mario Kart next. That's just me, though. I would agree. I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, me too. Okay. Uh, I love it when like I throw a suggestion out there that I feel like might be hated, but then it's like, oh, yeah, sure. For this one, I'm not going to really fight anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sean should have the final say. That's just me. Um, <laughs> We're doing this list for him. Well, then I would put Yoshi's Island next. I like all the other games on this list more. Yeah. No, no critical basis or anything. Just 
Poorly opinion. Alrighty then. I'd put... For me personally, it would be A Link of the Past next, just because I never got too far in it as a boy. Only as a man to ever get anywhere. I'd put put Super Metroid because I've never played it, but you seem to like it a lot. I like Super Metroid a whole lot. Seems pretty great. Yeah. It's got got voice in it. The game opens up and this voice says, The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. (laughs) Okay. You could could have had a career in voice acting, Sean. That's that's beautiful. You could have, but not anymore. It's yeah, too late. <laughs> no, it's dead. Now they can actually record voices. And not. That it's ship is weird. Dead. All right, all right. We can put Link to the Past. Uh, Was Charles I, in Time my number one last time? I actually have it up right here. I Was your number two? I think it's my number five now. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I. I feel like we overrate this game a little bit. Yeah. I feel I like mean, it is still a little bit repetitive. Yeah. Just because this genre is inherently yeah, repetitive. Exa- exactly. I think it doesn't hold up very well, the whole entire genre. Yeah. And this game I mean, kind of... I mean, that's. I, I feel like that's what it takes to put this on the list. Is because, like... I mean, I don't like... I really don't like beat-em-up games at all. But I love that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that game is so good for a beat-em-up game. But it's not going to get higher than five. I agree. But it's still awesome. I think i got to put Super Metroid 4 next. Uh, Super Metroid in the four spot. Uh, just because these next three... I've loved my whole life. And Super Metroid I've <laughs> been playing for a few months. I agree. And this is the part where I need your guys' help because I, I'd put great. Mega Man. Yeah, I would go me with too. Mega Man too, just because the challenge kind of pissed me off sometimes. <laughs> That's a game that I can get mad at. The other, two, the other two, I will always love, but this one, can, you can frustrate me sometimes. I bought that game on PSP. It had anime cutscenes, and it was disappointing. <laughs> but. Neat. On your other list, you actually up. put Link to the Past ahead of Mega Man. That surprised me. I was probably just trying to be cool. <laughs> probably. Like in Zelda's pretty... I, I've been falling further and further out of love with the Zelda franchise. It's time to go. Apparently you like Kirby better than it. Kirby games are awesome. Even yeah, now. no one knows. because no Kirby's one Epic them. Yarn. I never cool. played any Kirby. See? Except at Matt Stavik's house once. Or Kirby. This is what happens when you put out a NES game at the end of the NES life cycle. Anyways, we're down to two games. Maybe we should just each go around and say, of the two, which one is our personal favorite. Okay, go ahead, John. Okay, my favorite is uh, Donkey Kong Country. Colin? Uh, Super Mario World. Sean? Donkey Kong Country. I'd say Super Mario World. What a oh, surprise. <laughs> Super Mario World to me, I mean, you can beat it, but have you ever, like, I mean, the thing that puts it over the top for me, have you ever beaten all of the Star World? And then you go back to the regular game, all the colors are fucked up, like, all the Koopas look like these little men. 
it's like I feel like that's something that gets overlooked. It's so there's so much value beyond just beating Bowser. There's I mean it's so epically big, and Donkey Kong's pretty big too, but I feel like it's not. There's not as much. There's not as much there. Well, I, I think Super Mario World is probably the better game. I think, I mean, for it to take Super Mario 3 and improve upon that mm-hmm. is pretty incredible. And what Donkey Kong Country does is it takes basically Super Mario World and sets that and changes it into Super Donkey Kong World. Yeah, and and I agree, but I don't think it necessarily makes it better. I mean, you don't have the cool... You can't really do anything besides be Donkey Kong. You can be Donkey Kong riding a rhinoceros. Yeah, but it's <laughs> you're just it just makes it easier to bump into things. I, I don't know. I, like I, I just really like the flying and the fire and the swimming and all that stuff. I mean, they're swimming. You is it? You can skip levels in that too, can't you? Is that one of the ones where you can kind of? Like, there's I things, you... with, like, secrets within the game. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, there are can, always like, tons of secrets. Like, remember, at the very beginning, you can go left or right, and if you... And right's kind of the path, but if you go left and you beat that one level, it shoots the special blocks out all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, like you are saying, Nancy, just for that all that depth that's there that you may overlook, you, there's, I think that gives it so much more replay value. So I think that probably is uh, number one. Super Mario World. I was gonna say one thing. Donkey Kong Country, you play multiplayer together at the same time. That was cool. Mario World, it's turn based. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, you still can only it's not play really at the same yeah. time. You gotta wait your turn. Yeah, they're gonna die. Yeah, but it's, it's that's such a you know like you're in the barrel thing and <laughs> both of you had to die because one makes mistakes. <laughs> oh, they're both really great, but I think yeah, yeah Super Mario World is, is our our favorite Super Nintendo game ever. So uh, let's get this thing over with. Let's recap. Number 10, Earthbound. Number 9, Aladdin. Number 8, Super Mario Kart. Number 7, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Number 6, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Number 5, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Number 4, Super Metroid. Number 3, Mega Man X. Number 2, Donkey Kong Country and number one, our most favorite Super Nintendo game, Super Mario World. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you guys all next week.